Hello and welcome to another episode of Hoarders of Horror. I am Bonnie and today we are joined with a very special guest, Life Ain't Breezy. Breezy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, sis? Well, Life Ain't Breezy got clapped. <laughs> that sweater is suspended. It's gone. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, that sweater got clapped maybe a couple of days ago. Okay. So we are now just Breezy Carter with the underscore. <laughs> okay, Breezy Carter with the underscore. Okay. But it is still life ain't breezy shit. That was my, I had that account since 2009. I'm surprised I kept okay. it that long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. So over a decade. <laughs> it is what it is, love. But yeah, I'm I'm Breezy, um, content creator. I, re- I do tarot readings. Um, I I'm a photographer. I don't model. I just take pictures of the beautiful people. Um, okay. Podcaster, streamer, sometimes part-time writer. <laughs> we do a bunch okay. of things around here. You know what I'm saying? Horror lover, Definitely. extravaganza, all that yes. good shit. <laughs> and that's exactly why we had to have you because I was like, listen, we can't do a horror podcast and not have Breezy get on here because I know that you absolutely love Halloween, love all things horror. So definitely wanted to get you on here. Uh, tell us, you know, how did you get into horror? What are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, I really love the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Hellraiser series. I started getting into horror, actually. It's kind of funny because out of, like, everybody in my family, my brother and my sister don't like horror. My parents don't like horror. But my dad does, like, monster flicks. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where that started because we would definitely watch, like, he'd be watching, like, the sci-fi. I don't know. Y'all probably remember this, people listening. Like, sci-fi used to always do, like, monster movie weekends, and they'd show shit, like, you know, Lake Placid or whatever, the movie yes. with like the killer gator and shit and fucking yes. uh, like arachnophobia, <laughs> the fucking movie mm-hmm. with old dude, the goofy uncle from Full House and he was like terrified of spiders, but they moved into that new town and it was like overran by spiders or whatever. Like, so they would always show like the, in like Godzilla, but like the really, really old monster, monster flicks, like uh, the Godzilla flick, the black and white and, or the animatronic looking uh, Godzillas and shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like starting there, like I've liked monster flicks and shit like that. And then I kind of just started to venture out from there, question mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, because you know, monster flicks leads you into watching other things. Like I remember, like I said, definitely watching like Nightmare on Elm Street and like the Halloween movies and shit like that when I was younger. Then it really yeah. just kind of branched off from there. So yeah. Okay, cool, cool definitely some classics in there um so we asked breezy to pick a movie and she picked the girls all the gifts i'm gonna give like a little bit of a a synopsis of the girls all the gifts it is a 2016 british post-apocalyptic science fiction horror film uh, was directed by cole mccarthy and written by mike harry uh, it was actually based on his novel his 2014 novel of the same name um, it stars Gemma Arterton, Patty Considine, I'm probably butchering these people's names, guys, Glenn Close, and Sanaya Nanua, which is the main, the 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 little girl, I believe she was 
13 at the time. She was either 13 or 15 at the time um, that film uh, was filmed. Uh, So the film depicts a dystopian future following a breakdown of society um, after most of humanity is pretty much wiped out because there's a fungal infection. And the plot pretty much focuses on the struggle of the scientist and the teacher and two soldiers who try to find um, Beacon. And they have the main character, Melanie, who is there for their journey. And we learn that she is the girl with all the gifts. And we're going to be talking about that film tonight. Breezy, why did you pick this movie? Um, well, actually, I did a like 31 movies to watch during the month of October because people have been asking mm-hmm. me to do that shit for fucking ever. They're like, yo, mm-hmm. what movie should we watch for, you know, spooky season? And I decided to do like a streamers friendly type uh, list. So I only chose movies that was like either on Netflix, on Hulu, on like Amazon Prime, on HBO Max, yeah. whatever shit that's like easily accessible that you don't have to like, you know. And Girl with All the Gifts is on Netflix. Um, it's a movie that I like a lot. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's definitely slept on. Um, so it's like, I just wanted to bring attention to that movie because I kind of feel like a lot of the same movies get brought up all the time during quote unquote spooky season or whatever. And that's it's, that's another reason why I wanted to do like a streamer friendly list or whatever. Because most times when spooky season comes around the first thing people think about oh let's watch Beetlejuice let's watch Casper let's watch like Hocus Pocus whatever and I'm like there's so many good even outside of like watching Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street whatever like I know I named those but that's how I got started into horror but there's other good movies to watch that aren't you know mainstream as fuck and I feel like Girl with All the Gifts is one of those especially because it's really easy to fall into like that zombie movie type, you know, horror trope type thing and it'd be boring, but I yeah. just really love that film and I just feel like it just needs more attention. So when you asked me what movie I was looking, I specifically looked at my list of the movies that, you know, I had on my list that I made and I saw that one, especially since it's got like a black girl lead. So, you know, exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Too. Yeah, that's another. So I was like, especially if I'm going to be talking about a movie that I like, I want to, you know, bring attention on a movie that I feel like is very underrated. Also, is like a, a black girl lead character. So, yeah, that's the reason why I picked it. Okay, cool, cool. I definitely watched uh, The Girl with All the Gifts before. Um, and But I had completely forgot about it. I'm probably one of the people that probably slept on it. I enjoyed it, but it was never one of those movies that I felt like, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to rewatch this, you know, multiple times. Um, but I feel like for the purpose of this podcast, I did, I, I felt like I paid a little bit more attention to it. And I really liked the main character. Uh, I like, um, you know, the way that they portrayed her Uh, as being more human, even though the people around her kind of looked at her as, you know, less than and, you know, just being this, um, they call them actually abortions. Mm -hmm. But before we we go that further in, um, I do want to start just all the kind of create the picture, you know, take the people through uh, the way the movie starts. So Melanie 
is the main character, the little girl, and she's essentially living in some sort of facility. Every day it seems like these guards, they come in and they they strap her to this wheelchair and they bring her into this class. And the first scene that we see with her being in this class, it seems that there's a, a fill-in and the fill-in is she's very cold, very, you know, distant from the other children there. So it's not just Melanie. There's several other kids there. And, you know, she's asking them, asking them to go through the periodic table. And, you know, I was just like, what the? <laughs> it it was, it's, so it's your first introduction to these kids. And it's like, why are we just expecting these kids to kind of just you know, pump out, you know, the periodic table mm-hmm. with the numbers mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't like that these children are being treated like this. <laughs> <laughs> so then Miss Justino comes in and, you know, the kids, you know, they're, you know, they're, you can tell like the atmosphere kind of shifts when the fill-in leaves and Miss Justino comes in because it's clear that Miss Justino has a connection with the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so from there, the children, you know, they they ask for a story, but it seems like, you know, off their curriculum. But Miss Justino, she's she's sweet. She starts to tell them, you know, you know, she starts to tell them a story. And then further down, uh, Melanie goes back into, you know, she's wheeled back into her room and they feed these kids worms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And at this point, I'm like, that's when it clicks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so what are we doing with these kids here? Yeah. Cause they definitely, the, but that's why I love it so much because you are in this like state of like, what the fuck? Because you're, yeah. you don't think that these kids are, you know, experiments or whatever the fuck that they kept calling them in the, because they never called them children. They're like, they're not alive. Yeah. They're not kids. They're not They human. call them abortions. Abortions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, you don't know that. And I love that because you're literally just, like you said, you're, you feel, it's like you really, you start feeling for the character in, instantly because, and I love when I, I'm able to have that type of connection because I don't like yeah. when I feel nothing for the characters. And that happens yeah. a lot in horror films. I'm like, oh, this girl yeah. just got her head slashed. Eh, whatever. I didn't like her anyway. But it's like, it instantly starts off and you're like, why is this little girl like tied up to this wheelchair? They got her head clapped back or whatever. Yeah. Like you legitimately don't know what the fuck is going on. You're like, why do they have these kids in this facility? Like what type of fuck shit is happening? Yeah. And like, even actually going back to the class when there was this one little kid that was kind of stuttering. Right. So you definitely uh, you know, feel that. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, she kind of leans over and she whispers the answer. So it's like, you see, like, this is, this is a child. This is a child that it can empathize. This is a child that's able to see that when somebody's in distress and tries to help them. And it's like, why are they treating these children like this? And so, you know, they're eating the worms. And, well. Melanie's eating the worms I'm like okay she's eating those worms like it's nothing like she's just eating a bowl of dry cereal and it's cool Mm -hmm. so clearly this is the life that she's used to uh so that lets me know like you know Melanie and these other kids they've been there for a while and so from that point uh we see we get a couple other instances where Melanie is in 
is in class mm -hmm. and we're seeing more of her interaction with Miss Justino. And the kids always want stories, but I'm not surprised because they're they're living in this what seems to be an underground bunker. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have any type of interactions, you know, but they're they're children, they're curious, they want to know more. And so they're always asking Miss Justino for stories. And Miss Justino is like, you know what? You're gonna tell me, you're gonna, you guys are gonna tell me a story. And so Melanie tells Miss Justino this beautiful story. It it's beautiful and it's sad. We won't get into the exact story unless you know you want to bring something about about the story specifically. But it's a beautiful story, and Miss Justino is clearly touched by it that she starts to cry. Mm -hmm. And then she's about to get physical with Melanie, yeah. and that's where that's where everything you know that's where shit pops off. Cause that yeah. fucking soldier pops up and was like, "No, you're about to. You touched her. You're gonna touch her." And they like have yeah, to remind she her. Does touch you know, her. yeah. It's like they have to yeah. remind her. You know, this is what's tea. This is <laughs> exactly. And it was, I was, you know, I was trying to put it together before then because every time the guards would wheel them out for for transfer or transit, whatever they called it, mm -hmm. they're all say, "Don't get too close. Stop. Don't get too close." And I'm like. These kids are strapped up in this chair. Their head is strapped back. What are these children going to do? Right. And, you know, they just kept emphasizing, don't touch them. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. And, you know, Miss Justino is so touched by this story. And uh, Melanie, she starts feeling, she starts getting in distress because she's like, let me try again. Let me do the sort because it's clear that she wants to please Miss Justino. Like any child that... You know, they have like their mother, whoever, you know, they want to please them. And so, you know, Miss Justino walks up to her and she puts her hand on her head. And like you said, that's when like the guards, you know, jump in. And then I don't I don't know if you remember what Sergeant Parks was actually Sergeant Parks. I don't I don't know if you remember what Sergeant Parks did. Um, What what part after when he pulled up on in her? Yeah, when he pulled up on her and like he wanted to demonstrate, or as he oh said, yeah, and he the um, lesson he what he spray that shit on his uh, wrist or whatever the fuck the saliva yeah oh yeah he spit that's right yeah he did yeah he spit. yeah he didn't spray my bad but yeah he spit yeah yep yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and that's what that that's what that's on. what got old boy ready to bite his motherfucking yeah. arm off yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even even as like all the kids were reacting and like gnashing their teeth and you know reaching out and trying Melanie to Melanie kept him, it together. She definitely yep. did. She kept it together. She, she was the only one who didn't start, you know, didn't have a reaction to it. Yeah. Uh so then after that <laughs> the Sergeant Parks is, you know, he's just as cold as all the other guards there. And he wheels Melanie back into her room. And Melanie's like, you know, she loves me most. I'm her favorite. She'll never touch you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just mm -hmm. kind of just throwing these insults at him. And he leaves her restrained yep. overnight. Mm -hmm. Which <sighs> even, even that was just so uncalled for. It was. Because like even, especially since she was the one who was the only one who didn't fucking react but he could tell that she was ob obviously the brightest in the bunch so he's like if i can yeah. get her to submit type shit then i won't have any acting out from the others that's what i got yeah. from that yeah but that shit was fucked up <laughs> yeah. but then also like you you gotta think like they don't see these 
kids as kids. Oh, yeah, no. They, I mean, you know? Glenn, Glenn yeah. Close made sure to say it all the time. Stop trying to refer yeah. to them as children. They're not children. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was just so sad to me. I was like, my goodness. And it's still, even with the scene with the kids trying to, you know, attack him, it still, it still didn't change my response to the kids. Like, I just looked at them like, okay, they're sick. You know, they're clearly sick, you know, but not to look at them as they, as if they were less than human. Um, so Melanie is in the room. She's still in her restraints. Doc, uh, not doctor, uh, Miss Jessino comes in <laughs> and sees Melanie still in her restraints. And she goes in there and she tries to, she tries to remove the restraints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's when she, she actually does react. Yeah. But she's still able to pull back and tell her to get the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you smell good. Yep. And then it didn't click. I was like, wait, it didn't click to Miss Justino because after that, she then was rubbing that gel. It was like the blocker yeah, gel. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like the blocker gel, it stops. I think it like from- hides their scent or something maybe. Yeah. 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 You know, so, but yeah, you're right. So Melanie still had some restraint. She was able to say, hey, you know, get out. But what I really loved about that scene in particular is Melanie's obvious concern for Ms. Justino's well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, so so her, like, she's clearly able to, you know, to think, you know, at a higher level. She's able to empathize. She's able to understand that, hey, there's something going on with me. I could potentially hurt this person, you know? So I, I really appreciated them taking the time to really show this and showing that connection that um, Melanie had with Miss Jessino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I know we've been talking about like the pretty much the order of the movie itself, but was there any particular scene that you absolutely loved in the movie? I love the scene where Melanie asserted her dominance over the other kids. Cause I don't like, I'm not going to call them like abortions cause that's just ugly, but exactly. <laughs> like, I know like that's what, you know, I know that's like what it is in the movie, but like not, nah. but I love like, yeah. I'm talking about like at the very end, you know, when she's yeah. saving this Justino and everything and they were coming to try and attack them, they got set up, you know, she told them like, this is a trap. Like they're outside. It is what it is. And yeah. she beat that motherfucker's ass, like the head dude in charge. And she asserted she her dominance did. and she was able yeah. to get her girl up out of there. I love that shit. Yeah. Like it was just so multi-layered because it's just like, I think it was a little white boy that she beat up on top of it. So I might yes. be a little petty oh for that. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. So it's like, it's multi-layered. It's like, I got to see the, like the little black girl, like assert her dominance over the little white boy. And it was just like, it, it was just such a feel good moment anyway, because it's like, yeah, like she's that bitch. Like, we know she is the girl with all the gifts for real. And yeah. that moment was just so awesome for her to like, just be like, all right, back up. And she's telling yeah. them like, okay, act like y'all scared of me. Act like y'all scared of me. <laughs> so that <laughs> talking to Miss Justin on them so that they can, you know, walk past the kids. But yeah, she was letting them know, like, Try it. I'm gonna fuck you yeah. up like I just did, old boy. Like, what's tea? Yeah. She like yeah. one thing about it. I'm the head bitch in charge. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, that is definitely further down. Yeah, that's way further down. My bad. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're fine because I'm the. I asked you. I asked yeah. you what's your favorite scene. Was I do. I love that scene because she like kicked his ass for real. Like I loved it. She definitely did. Mm-hmm. So back to the facility or you know the bunker or whatever. Um, Dr. Cod, um, Cadwell, I think it's Cadwell. Yeah, Dr. Cadwell comes in and she's asking, you know, Melanie all these, you know, questions, you know, trying to, you know, t- trying to test her before, you know, we find out what happens to the kids. Mm-hmm. So she says one line that I thought was really interesting. And that line actually comes back later on when she says, she says something along the lines of Melanie having. Um, exquisite ability to mimic human behavior and so Mm -hmm. at that point it really put into my brain that okay so are these not children I feel like when she mentioned that that was the first time that I actually started to question whether or not Melanie was actually human yeah but i mean she had to say that though because she she did have like that detachment where she cannot accept them as as kids yeah yeah but while i get that it it's still you know that was the first time i feel like i questioned it yeah yeah i was like you know this so this is a completely different world maybe these aren't kids you know what are they exactly mm-hmm. and so you know i and so, like, I, I thought that was really interesting. So after that, after that part, um, we see that uh, Sergeant uh, Sergeant Parks, <laughs> his name is escaping. Sergeant Parks comes in, grabs Melanie, well, wills Melanie into this this lab, and they're about to operate on Melanie. Yeah, yeah, they're about to operate on Melanie, and. Uh, Miss Jessino comes in and she's like, you know, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. And Dr. Cadwell is trying to, you know, defend, you know, the mission and what it is that she's doing. And so we find out that Melanie um, is able to be, she calls Melanie an ingredient in this, in this vaccine that she's trying to synthesize in order to uh, combat the, the fungal infection. Yeah. Yeah. At which point, <laughs> the military base or the um, facility gets overrun by what they introduced to us as hungries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you feel about the hungries? Uh, I mean, I liked I was, it. Like, Tip- typical zombie shit. So I was like, I was like it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, like, looking at the differences in zombies in in terms of, like, shows and movies you know you have like the you have the runners you have the slow ones you have the you know there's all these different types of variations and it was interesting to me this particular zombie uh it was more so sudden movements and smell Mm -hmm. so like you can like walk you can walk among them yeah and as long as you weren't (laughs) like making noise really yeah what others like I don't know do you know what other uh what other zombie movies that have similar ones is that because I that don't know, reminded like, me a lot seen... of like The Walking Dead because really? yeah in The Walking Dead they they did that well they I mean they did it a lot but they showed it for the first time like kind of like at the end of season one with Glenn and Rick and they covered themselves like in zombie guts 
So it was hiding their smell, which essentially is what they were doing with the, you know, that gel shit. And they were walking, yeah, they were true. walking right past them. So as long as, you know, they couldn't smell them, they were fine. And that's what they would do to get past the zombies in The Walking Dead. So that's kind of what that shit reminded me of. Yeah. To be honest. You know, I didn't even think about that. Like, I, I, like, well, girl, I definitely you know, I used to like stay in The Walking Dead. One thing about it, that was my shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I'm, I absolutely love Walking Dead, but I was more so thinking, like, if that didn't connect to me, connect to me at all. Like, I was more so thinking it was so different to me that they were able to walk on the, the zombies, you know, walk along this mm-hmm. walk with the zombies without anything, but I completely forgot about the blocker. Yeah, because that's all like, because that. yeah. that's all said. As far as the zombie shit, like, we're gonna see the same kind of stuff over and over. You know what I'm saying? There's not yeah. really too much different shit that they can do. So it's like, as soon as I saw that, it just immediately made me think of The Walking Dead. You know, it's instead of it being like that gel, like I say, you know, in The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, they covered themselves with the zombie guts, but they were able to walk right past them. Because it yeah. showed, that was like in season one, Glenn and Rick, it started raining. Mm-hmm. And yeah, once the smell started coming off of them, then they started to, the zombies saw them and, you know, chase them down and shit like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that definitely gives it a different, it definitely gives it a similar um, perspective because I completely forgot about that blocker. But yeah, mm-hmm. so they end up leaving the they end up leaving the facility with Melanie. Melanie actually helps Miss Justino because Miss Justino helps Melanie and Melanie recognizes because the two guards were about to shoot Melanie. Yeah, they're about they're to take overrun. her out. <laughs> yeah, they're overrun by these hungries and they see Melanie, they just see Melanie there and they're about to attack. And Miss Justino's like, no, and then you know, stops them and then that's the first time that we actually see Melanie attack someone, <laughs> take some people down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like in that instance, she only did that because Miss Justino, she felt like Miss Justino was in danger when one of the guards had pushed her. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So further showing like that connection and, you know, her, that human, that human, um, that human nature that she has, like, you know, to protect, to, you know, have like these, these human connections, you know? So I, I thought that scene was really cool as well. So they, um, Miss Justino gets Melanie and they get into this truck and they drive off and, you know, they're with Sergeant Park, Sergeant Parks and Dr. Cadwell. And I'm trying to remember the other guys, Gallagher, Gallagher was the other soldier that was with them. And they're trying to figure out what to do, you know, what to do with Melanie. And they try, the Sergeant tries to kill Melanie again, but Dr. Cadwell is trying to preserve her because she's still trying to create this vaccine. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about Dr. Uh, Cadwell? I, I, it's hard for me to say because I love Glenn Close so much that it's like, (laughs) it does not matter like what the fuck she's doing. I stand that bitch. Like, (laughs) okay. I do. I love the fuck out of Glenn Close. Like she's like a, a, a Black Lives Matter ally. She's for the gays, honey. I'm like, she's obviously a movie or cinema icon. Like that. I didn't know that about her. Yeah. Like Glenn Close is that bitch. So yeah, I was like, I love her have loved her for a very long time but um yeah i i really liked her character even though she did you know she pulled her head ass shit that she pulled at the end but 
I don't know. I just felt like she was in that position where, because I mean, coming from where she was coming from, yeah, like those kids really weren't actually kids at the end of the day. They were, they did have the capability to rip their flesh apart. So it's not that she's wrong. So you think that they were kids still? No, but I'm saying like, you know, in the sense of like the way that she looked at them versus like how Miss Justino looked at them. Like she didn't give herself that opportunity to even try and get close to them. Like she just kept them at that arm's length. So I could see why she would do that because she was like, okay, I know what it is. I know what they are type beat. So I'm not even about Mm -hmm. to try and like get close. So for me, because she really thought that she was going to be able to like take Melanie, make like a fucking cure and like help the world type beat. And I can understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, but of course from like the (laughs) good guy or whatever, because like, I don't really consider her being like a bad guy. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the word bad just, is so subjective because how is she bad if she legitimately wants right. to like get a virus cured and save the world? How is that bad? Of course, yeah, we like I mean, Melanie, so we don't want her to die type B. So that's why it's going to, she's going to have that skewed vision of like, oh, that's the bad guy. But it's like, no, that's actually not a bad thing that she's trying to do. Like, she's actually trying to yeah. save humanity. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not black and white. It's definitely you know it's definitely subjective uh but my whole thing is even at the point of death like i i don't know i mean i guess like we're not in her head like we only know the intention that is presented to us but i just kind of felt like even when i feel like i'm going ahead but even when, you know, she, going back to that that statement that was said earlier when she was talking about, you know, Melanie having this, you know, exquisite or exceptional ability to, you know, mimic human behavior. And, you know, Melanie's like, do you still believe that? You know, do you still believe essentially that I'm, I'm mimicking or I'm imitating, you know, human behavior and that I'm in fact not alive, you know? And she's like, She's like, no, I don't believe that. You are alive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It's giving me Last of Us vibes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, big, Where big, facts, like, big why, Yes. Like, why does, why this shit gotta give, like, sh- she's human. Like, even when she describes, like, they talk a little bit more about the fungal infection and how it's wrapped around her brain. Mm-hmm. You know, wrapped on her brain. But Melanie and all these other kids, they still have the ability to empathize. They're still, they have the ability to think critically. Like they have the ability to, you know, to function with higher intelligence and to connect with people. And it's like, you know, why do they have to die? You know, and at that point, it's like, man, our time is just done, my guy. Like mm-hmm. our time is done. <laughs> it's this is their time now. And, you know, and so. I I like the fact that she she owned up to that that she accepted you know what I was wrong that you guys are that you are alive but then it's like to still want to do that I don't for me I was questioning her intentions like you know is she doing this because she wants to go down in history and you know like yeah I'm the savior I'm this but it's like are we even sure really that this would have saved the people like I don't know like I don't know about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just a lot to. I just I know I couldn't 
just be killing a bunch of kids right at the hope of creating a vaccine yeah so that's also that's what it's exactly like you said it's not exactly black and white but i guess because she thought that it was just she was so because even like in the end when she kept saying she was like i know for a fact that i can create this vaccine we don't know that but in her head she really does believe that so that's yeah. why, like you said, it's not black and white. If she really does believe this in her mind, you know, like she really is not the bad guy. If she yeah. really does believe, hey, yo, I'm this big, bad scientist, doctor, bitch, whatever the fuck, and I can cure humanity, you know, that's literally her trying to do the right thing. And, and it's just, she was so <laughs> nonchalant. I mean, like, she was. I just need, but, you know, that's like, like I just need. It's amazing because, like, it, it, it's the complexities. That's what I'm like. I don't like movies that are just straight. It's like, okay, you know, uh, okay, kill this person. Cool, kill this person. Like, I love when there's, like, those complexities in the characters and it makes you think, like, do I fuck with this person? Do I not fuck with this? Like, I love, <laughs> that's why I love those type of movies. Like, give me yeah. something to like fucking reflect on, ponder on, think about. Like, yeah. mind fuck me, baby. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, yeah, I just need her brain and her spine. Like, yeah, I was like, okay. Like, like are we at the grocery store? Like, are we at Fresh Grocers right now? Like, you at the deli section just saying, yeah, I want the brain and I want the, like, what is going like she was just so chill about it but yeah like I definitely understand and I can definitely respect and appreciate you know the complexities of her character and just kind of her you know doing this and having like the greater good in mind but it's just like I just feel like as the story continues you know from the audience perspective Melanie just continues to become more and more human. Yes. So it's just so hard to, <laughs> so hard for me to see any good in Dr. Cadwell. But yeah, because right, that's the thing. I, I, we love, because, and, and it's funny that we're talking about that because I bring up the point, you know, about the walking, like we brought up the walking dead. So again, about the walking dead, we watch that show from the point of view of Rick and his people. So we love Rick. Yeah. We love Rick and we love mm-hmm. his people. But had we like doubled it back, started the view from like Negan's point of view and exactly. went through the shit with Negan and yeah. we would have because Rick, Rick does be the, the ex- exactly Rick does the yeah. same exact shit that Negan does. It's just we yeah. love him and his crew because we've been with them since day one. Yeah. So it's that same type B. It's like, you know, we love Melanie, so we don't want to see anything bad happen to Melanie. Like, she is that yeah. bitch type, whatever, but it's like, that doesn't automatically make Dr. Caldwell, like, wrong. Because, like I said, in her head, she really does believe that she can make a vaccine and cure humanity. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I love, and I love bring, that. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because one of our next episodes, we're actually going to be ranking walking dead villains oh my god is one of the villains oh yeah rick is definitely he's definitely rick is a villain bro this he is a villain this nigga (laughs) bit somebody's fucking neck off like a piece (laughs) of their neck he's a fucking villain bro granted the context because i I know that's i'm not gonna get into it because that's y'all i'm not the context makes sense he was protecting Carl because Carl's about to get his butt grabbed, but all that shit. He was. Oh so I God. understand, but Rick my is definitely heart. a fucking villain. But yeah, anywho, yeah. so off that. 
But see, I love Walking Dead, so it's like, oh yeah, oh, me too, girl. I've like I cannot met, wait for that episode. I've met like almost that whole goddamn cast. Have you? And took pictures, ma'am. Are you on my Instagram? Wait, I think I did see. I think I vaguely. Okay, we can talk about that after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, guys, we're sorry. sorry right sorry. now, we're on, the, we're on the girl with all the gifts. Okay, but definitely <laughs> drop us that follow on Hoarders Pod so you can check out that Walking Dead episode when it comes out. But yeah, yes, back her. to the girl with all the gifts. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> see Melanie in this bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so oh my gosh, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, uh, to be like, to be so fair, it's it. my it's my fault because I brought up The Walking Dead twice, so it's it's on me. I'll, I'll hold that. It's, it's my fine. fault. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it' my fault, uh, guys. Mental illness, love. <laughs> so, but before that interaction with Doctor um, Cadwell, even mm-hmm. you know, Melanie, they realize that Melanie's able to walk among these, you know, walk among the hungries, and you know, nothing happens to her, and so you know, they get her to go and kind of create like a safe route and, you know, just kind of check. So they know what, you know, what the best route is to take. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So after that point, like we see like Melanie, like she attacks a cat. Well, she tears up this cat, Mm -hmm. you know, but she felt bad about it. She did. She felt so bad about it. Yeah, every time. Like, girl, you got to eat. Know, You're not eating humans, so shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I definitely wanted to bring attention to her her acting. Like, it was, like, because she, she had very few words, mm-hmm. you know. But every time she opened her mouth, it was perfect. Yeah, that and little girl even, is, yeah. that's why, that's, it's like, ugh. That's why I was like, she was giving every emotion that needed to be gave, like you said, without speaking. Just yeah. literally with body movement, facial yeah. expressions. Like, she was just on it, bruh. And it seemed like every, like, after she would eat, it almost looked like she was, like, dissociating. Like, I got that I don't too. know if you noticed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she I didn't want like, to I actually be doing that. that. Exactly. And we even see, you know, after she helps them, you know, find the route and everything, and they end up in this one little area. And she's talking to Dr. Cadwell, and she's like, you know, I don't want to be a hungry, you know, I'm just like you. And it's like, my heart just, my heart hurts so much, because you're looking at this kid, and it's not her fault. And she doesn't want to have these desire, you know, this hunger. And, you know, and Dr. Cadwell's like, well, I'm trying to save everybody. I'm trying to save the world. But it's like, but really? But you're not saving these kids, though. Yep. These kids are pretty much a sacrifice for your greater good, you know, and not really theirs. And it was just so sad seeing that exchange. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, you know, and again, her just being more human. And I just love all the instances where they showed like her childlike curiosity when they gave her the the little walkies and she was playing with that. Mm-hmm. And there was also like the scene where she was like role playing, pretending to be one of the guards and saying, you know, uh, transit, you know, mm-hmm. abort, you know, freaking abortions. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, you know, and just her, not the innocence of not even knowing what that means to be called an abortion and oh my goodness and then when she wanted to wear her new clothes you know before she went to go you know look for the route and it's just 
things kids would do, you know, first day of school, they want to pick their favorite outfit and, you know, it's just, <sighs> I loved she it. Was it was perfect. very sweet. And that's why I was like, I, yeah. I actually, after watching that film for the first time, I bought the book. I wish I read it before. Like, I wish I read it, bro. Cause I want to know. Like, is the book as goddamn good as the movie? Like, I have the book. I'm staring at it right now because it literally was only, Mm -hmm. I think, like 14 bucks or some shit like that on Amazon. So it wasn't expensive. But yeah, yeah, because I didn't know it was a book. But I do. I I tend to do that all the time. Every time I watch something that I really like, be it like a TV show or movie or whatever, I look it up to see, like, is this based off of a book or what? Because nine times out of ten. It is. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. I definitely bought the book after I watched it. I have it. I have not read it. I'm definitely going to hit you up about it about after it. I read it. Because okay. I want to know, like, is this shit as good as the movie? But, yeah, that's just for, I wanted to throw that out there for people that end up listening. And, you know, my book lovers like me, there is a book. If you do like that movie, you can go cop the book. And it's by the same name too. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So after that interaction, you know, there there this might have come before after, guys, because you know, we're we're jumping around on, on the scenes that I felt were really impactful. But as they're walking, they come across what looks to be like a tree of just these um hungries that have kind of melded together you know because the fungus now are growing out of them literally yes that and was they, wild the tree yeah and like it was so visually disturbing to me but it was perfect you know they that's what they wanted to do right they want you to be disturbed so it was very visually disturbing and you see they had all these like little seed pods and dr cadwell is explaining and saying if these there has to be tens of thousands of these seed pods on this tree and if they were to you know open that would be the end of the world mm-hmm. yeah and that was just terrifying to me and I'm just like oh my gosh like you know what you know what can they even do about something like that but you know she gets one of the seed pods and you know and at that point I was like yeah she's not gonna make it mm-hmm. <laughs> because she was a little too comfortable, too little, too cuddly with the seed pot underneath her arm. Yep. You know, <laughs> so, you know, they keep walking and Gallagher, which was one of the um, the other soldiers, so it was the sergeant and the soldier, and he pretty much goes off the rails and he's trying to find Deacon on his own and he gets attacked by this group of children. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she gets he gets attacked by this group of children, and Melanie sees it, and she runs back, you know, to uh, to warn them that hey, you know, we have to actually they're hunting for him, and you know, Melanie's like, we gotta find them, you know, they they have his smell, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna track him down, but dude does not make it, and they tear him up, like, yep. I loved that scene though. <laughs> yeah, did she? <you? laughs> <laughs> I did. Him, I was like, I had to kill the black guy like this. Well, I, 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 it's, it's the, it's the, like I said, I blame Hellraiser. I watched Hellraiser very young, so when I just see like bloody acts of violence, that shit, I'm like, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> it's 
not like they only killed the black dude. They killed that other fucking soldier yeah. too who wasn't black. So it wasn't right. like it was just the black guy. But that I, I love just that wanted shit. the black guy to be yeah. like, can the black guy make it to the end of the movie, please? Like, can the black guy make it? I mean, it, to please? be fair, only Miss Justino made it anyway. So shit. That's what I was like. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They're like, look, we gave oh you the God. lead characters black. That's the most black we gonna give your ass. <laughs> yeah. But no, so yeah, oh I, I did. Anytime that they do yeah. <laughs> when the kids were like killing the people off, I liked it. Yeah. So then like after that, you know, um, Sergeant Cadwell, I'm not so Sergeant, Sergeant Parks is about to shoot these kids up. You know, he pulls out his gun and that's when your favorite scene happens, yep, you yep, know, which we yep. go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that she did such a good job, you know, and that with like all like, you know, the aggression and like, she's like, yeah, she let them know she was that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really powerful, that was a really powerful scene. And I also liked it even more because it lets you know that there's a system, there's a system, you know, established and we're going, we're, we're following the system and there's an order to things, you know, and she was like able to conquer dude. And now she's the leader. Right. So I thought that was really cool. Now, part of me, I mean, I guess this is, we could say, you know, this, this also isn't black and white. And I guess it's like, you know, how you want to perceive it. Melanie kind of does something a little villainous, but. (laughs) Oh, when she goes over there and stomps his ass out. No, not, not even that. Like later on, like the, like the big, 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 you know. (laughs) <laughs> reveal of her setting the the tree that the um the hungries on fire oh yeah that was i and that's what makes me want like a fucking sequel so bad because i'm really? like i was shocked i'm just like okay how do you because now you know miss justino is just stuck <laughs> yeah in that bubble or you know the little yeah. tank yeah, it's like you're teaching them and that's cute and everything, but how the fuck are you ever going to come outside? Like, you're going to run out of air, you're going to run out of water, you're going to run out of food. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, Melanie, yeah, that was did wild you think me. this through? Yeah, that was wild to me. Yeah, I was like, did you think this through, sis? Like, what is going on? Like, but, you know, I'm like, okay, that's a little villain. No, that's major <laughs> villainous. But it's like, at the same time, you understand because in her head, it's like, you know what? It's survival of the fittest right now. She told Miss Cat, um, Doctor Cadwell, "I'm faster than you right now. If you try and attack me, I'm gonna bite you." Mm-hmm. She literally said, "I'm gonna bite you," and you know she's like, "I've been counting to a thousand. I've been holding my breath and counting to a thousand every day in that cell." Mm-hmm. And you know the fungus like metabolize like her oxygen, so she's like, "Listen." I'm going to make it out here. You won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, she took matters into her own hands and she set this tree on fire. And I was just like, so it's the end of the world. And like, you're just, you're cool with this, right? I mean, okay, I guess. Do you? <laughs> yep. So it was giving me like, she just was... wants to be in the end of the world with Miss Justino and Miss Justino only and just have her little, yeah. her little minions. And like, that was that. I was just like, okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely. Uh, she just wants to be with Miss Justino, like that. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's like now it's like you know they've inherited the earth, and now Miss Justino is kind of in the cell. She's in the yeah, cell now, now. Yep. 
which I love that. Yeah. I love like the cinematic relevance of that. I didn't so want much. Justin Order to be in this cell though. I know, but it's like just <laughs> the way that they flipped that is just amazing to me. It really yeah. is. It's like, okay, like you said, now she's the one locked up. Granted, she didn't need to be, but I just still love that. Yeah. Like I love that mirror reference. Yeah. But even Miss Justino said early on, you know, she said, you know, I'm not a good person. Mm -hmm. And so even, and again, this is, you know, we could go back to the whole it not being black and white and, you know, just up to our perception is, you know, Miss Justino was going along for the ride for a pretty long she time. She was, she was, she was. Yeah. And so while in the end, she might have redeemed herself by, you know, being like, look, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, but she was still a part of the problem, mm -hmm. you know? And so looking at it now, maybe Miss Justino deserves to be in there. Like how many other kids got killed, you know, before it's like, oh, like I... I'm now I connect with this one little girl and I feel terrible about, you know, all the children that died before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm, it's a lot to think about. It is. That's why I, I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. And it's so slept on. Yeah, it definitely is. I feel like I got to watch it again. Oh, for sure. I feel like I need to watch it again. But yeah, I, like it was definitely a lot of weight to put on this child's um, shoulders to be like, yeah, you have to be the one to save the world. It's like, nah. I need to know, is she doing <laughs> other shit? Like, what is our girl up to? I'm not even sure. Like, I want to watch her in more things because she's really fucking talented. She is. And she's 17 now. Yeah, because I think that movie came mm. out in like 2016 type shit. Yeah. I'm not sure she, I don't think i saw anything upcoming for her but i'll definitely keep an eye out for that but yeah this movie was definitely i felt like the pacing was pretty nice it was i didn't find and myself getting bored or anything yeah the pacing was nice the music i'm a little on the fence for the music the music had a very lullaby type of uh feel for me mm -hmm. which I, I don't know like I couldn't really in some instances yeah it was okay but in other instances it was like okay I'm kind of tired of like <laughs> listening to this I guess because they were just trying to like please. set this really like <laughs> somber like ass tone or whatever the fuck maybe yeah I just felt like they did that so well already visually that the music was just kind of like a little overboard at least for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay she did she did do something else yeah she's in a couple other things i just don't know if if there's anything more yeah recent coming out anything new coming out with her yeah because the most recent thing that i see is that movie called frankie that came out in 2019 yeah hmm it yeah. looks very white <laughs> i'm done i am absolutely done so usually usually we'll we go into um you know the numbers but we don't have to do that we're gonna do our own numbers so what would you, on a scale of one to ten what would you what would you rate the girl with all the gifts um i will give it a eight an eight okay mm -hmm. i was thinking an eight too mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think an eight. I think an eight is pretty solid. Yeah, of like, cause it's definitely a solid movie. Obviously, not one of like the best movies I've ever seen or anything like that for it to be a ten. And you know, mm-hmm. it just it's a you know zombie movie, so it's not like it's something. But like I said, like with the elements of just everything that was happening in it, and I was able to actually stay involved. I gave a fuck about the characters. Like I felt like it wasn't like just your typical ass like zombie movie type beat yeah that that's what brings yeah. it to an eight for me but you know um like i said not the best movie i've ever seen but it still was a very 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 solid flick so yeah i'll give it yeah. an eight okay all right because yeah, what does um eight. i don't ever go off of like rotten tomatoes or anything like that because usually it's the exact mm-hmm. opposite like rotten tomatoes will say something is like a two and it's really a 10 or it'll say something's a 10. It's really a two. Do we know the scaling of it on that Rotten Tomatoes? That is so true. Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it an 86%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 86%. So yeah, wow. like an 8.6. Um, IMB, IMDB said a 6.6 out of 10. Mm. And Metacritic said 67. Mm. But 83% of people like the movie. Google users, 83% I am of very like shocked. It. I'm not shocked by IMDb, but I'm very shocked by that Rotten Tomatoes. Very. Really? Because they're they're usually so off. Like, it's usually the fucking opposite. Hmm. Yeah, 86. I could get with the 86. Yeah, I can, that's what I was like. I can get with that because we both give it like an 8. So, yeah. Yeah. But it got an audience score of 67%. For Rotten Tomatoes? So, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, that's where that people definitely were sleeping on this movie comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, definitely check this movie out. Yes. We recommend it. Mm-hmm. Breezy and I recommend this movie. Definitely check it out. And let us know what you think about it on Twitter at Hoarders Pod. And yeah, Breezy, if you could plug yourself in one more time before we wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, since my main fucking Twitter got collapsed, um, Twitter is really the only social media I use. So it's just at Breezy Carter with an underscore at the end. Um, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to, like I said earlier, I do tarot. I do like I have my photography shoots. I have different articles up on my Patreon um, and there's mm-hmm. live and we'll put that yeah. link in there too there's live streams on there my patreon is also breezy carter there's no underscore there so you know just patreon.com slash breezy carter yeah that's where you can all right find me all right cool thank you so much breezy for joining us and thank you everybody for who's tuning in mm-hmm. and checking us out we really appreciate you definitely make sure that you're following us on hoarders pod on twitter and yeah show us some love let us know how you like the episode definitely be sure to follow breezy and we will see you guys next time on hoarders of horror thank you so much bye guys bye